Hey guys, I'm Ashley. I'm Amanda. And this right here is Allegedly. here we're here so i was just at wegmans amanda mm, with tara I, I know for those of you who don't know what wegmans is it's a grocery store but it also has like a sandwich shop in it you just google it because it's it's freaking amazing so good their subs are so good they are really good tara is addicted to them hence the reason why we were there but i also had to get stuff for dinner for yeah. tonight um so when we pulled into our spot i was parked next to a tersula which I've decided I like to call Tesla's Tursula's. I was just going to say, I've never heard of a car called a Tursula. <laughs> Why? I'm not sure. I think it's because the T kind of looks like a dagger, like something it Ursula does. would have. It does. It totally does. So I think now it's a just a Tursula to me, which Landon is not going to like that at all. <laughs> but I don't care. So anyway, we were parked right next to one, and I was like, hey, look, a Tursula. And Sarah's like, oh... There's a little toy turtle on the light post. And I went, oh, my God, we got to save it. A toy turtle? Why would you have to save a toy? It's all by itself. Amanda, it was all by itself. So as I'm getting stuff out of the trunk, Tara goes to over to it. And she's like, <gasps> and I'm like, what's wrong with the turtle? And she's like, it has no head. <laughs> it had no head. And I was like, oh, we'll just leave it there then. <laughs> Now you don't want to save it. She goes, what? You can't save the headless turtle? And I'm like, nobody saves dismembered bodies. Like, nobody's taking them after the fact. She goes, you can't say that. I said, have you ever heard of anybody just taking all the dismembered bodies? No, they're dismembering them later. This is the conversation we had in the grocery store parking lot. <laughs> People were around. And I'm like, stop it, guys. I have a true crime podcast. It is okay. <laughs> the thing is, you've clearly thought about this. So in your conversation, this just came so naturally to you. you it did. Already Nobody, I mean, who's out there stealing dismembered bodies? You see a dismembered body, you go, oh, that's no good anymore. <laughs> and a, a membered body? A membered? A, a membered body? Membered. That's not. An all put together. No. A, a non-dismembered body? Yes! Th that! Um, and if they're dead, they're still good? Though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that far through. Dead or alive, I just worried about whether they had all the pieces there and they were all working. Did you ever watch the TV show Dexter? No, but I really need to because really I really do. would love it. Yes, you but would. But I, I have not. Oh. Just one more piece of um, what happened in the store. At Wegmans. Oh, yeah. I saw cocktail cucumbers. What? Yeah, cocktail cucumbers. They were just mini tiny cucumbers. They, they were called cocktail cucumbers. And so then I wondered, well, where did the word cocktail come from? Like, can you imagine a man's penis as a tail? Like a cocktail? Yeah, I don't think that's what that... That's, that's what I pictured. That's what I pictured. I'm still trying to picture a cocktail cucumber. So if there was a man's penis as a tail, maybe that was the first dismemberment. They were like, dude, that goes in the front. 
It was like a Lorena <laughs> Bobbitt kind of situation <laughs> for the behind. <laughs> it really gives so much more depth to like doing it from behind. <laughs> this is what my grocery store. <laughs> this is what my grocery store thoughts are. I'm just like, oh my god, where's my list? <laughs> Cocktails, doing it from behind. Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> it's such a, it's a progression. Why is it called, I'm sorry, I can't get past a cocktail cucumber. Why is it called a cocktail cucumber? It, they looked like little tiny sausages. But why is it a cocktail cucumber? Because it's small. So why isn't a baby carrot called a cocktail carrot? It's a baby carrot. I don't know. They just like to throw names at things. The mini peppers? Cocktail pepper. Cocktail pepper. Yeah, no. Why? So we have baby carrots, mini peppers, and cocktail cucumbers. I, I don't like any of that. None <laughs> yeah, there's of that no, makes no, no sense. It, but every single candy, when it's a small version, like small, fun size. I love fun size. <laughs> I love I want fun size. Too. To be fun size. <laughs> You know it's so what I mean? true. It's so true. So why aren't they fun size carrots? Fun size cucumbers, fun size peppers. But I, I'm sorry. We're in the bathroom again and I, it just started downpouring outside and um it, it's thundering as well. So if y'all can hear that, we're just going to move on from the cocktails and the Lorena Bobbits and All right, all right, all right. All that. But because of um a friend of mine, Arizona, uh-huh. um, which is not her real name. But it's Amanda. It's Amanda. So in order to keep the Amanda straight in my life, <laughs> um, I've decided to call her Arizona because she lives in Arizona. So I, one night, like what, last week or something, I was watching Girl in the Picture and Arizona texted me that she was watching I Just Killed My Dad. Both of those are on Netflix. I was actually going to watch I Just Killed My Dad, but it's a limited series, so it's three episodes, yeah. 45 minutes each-ish. Um, so I just wanted to watch Girl in the Picture. Um, so her and I were texting back, watching opposite things, and we're like, oh, my God, this is nuts. Oh, my God, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. Um, needless to say, I did end up watching. I did end up watching I Just Killed My Dad. But then I told you about both of them, and to my surprise, uh, you've actually watched both of them. And the only reason I'm surprised is because I watched, um, again, I Just Killed My Dad with you, but -hmm. then I did not realize that you've already watched Girl in the Picture. So let's talk. So what did you think about I Just Killed My Dad? For, I mean, without giving too many spoilers, because some people may not have watched it. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I think it was crazy. I mean, the twists and the turns, but I really liked Girl in the Photo better. I liked that one or way Or Girl better. in the Picture. Girl in the Picture was way that better. That was, there was, I don't know why. I did not see things coming in that. I was like. Right until the very end. Right until the very end. Yeah. It's nuts. If you guys the, have not watched this, this is insane. I just killed my dad. Halfway through the second episode, I already knew. I already knew what was going to Right. Happen. And then you know. didn't even want to watch the third episode. No, I you're like, just tell, You're like, just yeah. tell me what happened. Yeah, because it was about, like, what happens and, you know, going to jail or not. Yeah. And, okay, just let me know what happened. But girl in the picture, holy Crayola. I mean, this is not going to be one that we cover because, yeah. I mean, I think that one's going to be. Could you imagine if I no. covered that one? That was, like, an hour and a half movie. 
It was intense too. It was like so many parts. I would have so many parts. <laughs> just when I thought I was like, okay, I'm, I, I, okay, I see where this. Is. Nope, I did not see where that was going. Yeah, it's it was like that. It was, it was as soon really as you good. think you understand yes. the whole story, then they're bam, like, another thing comes. I in. know. It's like having a deck of cards, and they only give you five. Literally, by the end of the movie, you have all fifty-two. <laughs> Because everything is something else. Mm -hmm. It was so much. I really liked it. If you it guys really have good. not watched those, um, definitely do that. I know they are both on Netflix. I don't know where else you can find them. I have Netflix. So that's, that's, I'm so, yeah. I, I, re I mean, I liked them both. Don't get me wrong. Now I have another one for you to watch. Oh, God. I do. Is it Fear Thy Neighbor? No. Oh, that, no. This one is another. Which, by the way, y'all, I did watch Blizzard of what is it? Blood? Blizzard of Blood. Oh, Gina did too. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a movie. Do you know who Manti Teo is? Uh, what now who? Manti Teo. That sounds like a T. Are you serious? I know somebody that you don't who plays football. That sounds like a T. Man Manti Teo is his name. He's in the NFL. He's currently playing for... Um, hold on. The Chicago Bears. That's why nobody knows who he is. Um, he was on the San Diego Chargers, and he was also on another one that I can't remember, but he went to Notre Dame. Oh. He played there and definitely helped them out with that. Um, right before he was, right before he went there, which is not the school he wanted to go to. He wanted to go to USC. Where is he from? Hawaii. Okay. I was just going to say, is he from Hawaii? Yeah. And um, so the movie is called. And you already watched this. I did watch it. And um, you purposely watched it. I purposefully watched it. It's a it's a true crime story. Okay, because you said football, and I'm like. Mm -hmm. It's called Untold: The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. I know what you're talking about. I do know who that is. Mm -hmm. I do know what you're talking about. I haven't watched it. I but I remember the the, the news. The, the news story. Yes. Yeah. So it's actually a really good movie. You'll have, really like it I'm because it's to, a lot about football. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it. Um, so maybe we'll yeah. talk about your thoughts about that next time. Yeah. Again, it's really hard to tell you guys, like, what we're watching and talking about it without giving spoilers. Yeah. So, but I do, I would like to hear your thoughts. And, of course, off microphone, I definitely want to hear your in-depth thoughts about Girl in the Picture. Yeah, yeah. So. Should we mention that on James Pack, the reason it was... Yeah. Um. So many hours before he was arrested is because they were interrogating. He. He. I'm not interrogating. Uh, they negotiating. were negotiating. Yeah, because he threatened to kill himself. He of locked course. himself and in his home. Yeah, there was a lot to that, and you know what? I hate to say it, but f his wife. Oh my God. Standing by her man even after he murdered those two innocent people, nope. possibly three, because he didn't know that was Girl, Sue was still if alive. If there was a reason to do anything or leave your husband, that was it. Yeah, that would be so reason. much so that she was actually sitting in the courtroom behind him, behind him, and talking to him when possible. No. Get out of here! No, nope, I would get out of here. No, nope. I don't. I'm no. not. Gross. But yeah, so I know that Gina also watched Blizzard of Blood, um, and yeah. she made actually her husband watch it as well. So, yeah, did you, you said you liked it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that, I did. He knew. Instantly, did you yeah. go? Yeah, no, that's why Ashley covered it. Yeah, it's 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 good. But fear thy neighbor does a really good job. Like you know, put, yeah, putting I liked it there. It, it was like, really good. Such a good story every time. I don't think I've watched one episode where it was like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, they cover it really well. That's a great story.
Can we talk about murder now? <laughs> Alright, so let's get into today's case. It is a request by the none other than James A. <laughs> For those of you who do not know, James A, because I don't like to say last names on here. Unless What's it's his just middle name? Michael. So we're not going to call him that either. Um, James. So James is my boyfriend, my man, and uh, he's the one, you know, that I talked about last time when I said I don't normally do James's. Oh, yes, I do. Yep. Yeah. So as I have stated before, and I don't know what episode it is, but he sends me emails of cases through our website. And this case is an interesting one that I've actually heard of before. You have not. I have not. Okay. But it actually holds important lessons, just like all our other cases that we cover. This is not one that I wanted to cover because it is a well-known case. So just by you saying this person's name, it doesn't ring any bells to me. But maybe once you start telling me, yeah, it, maybe it will. It might. I And again, like for those of you who have never been here before, I don't tell Amanda anything about the case. I really want to. And I try to beat around the bush a lot. And I'm like, oh, I can't talk to you about it. Um, so... I do want to give a disclaimer. This, again, is a child death, teenage-wise. So I'm not going to give much more than that. It is a child death. So be warned, this is your one and only warning. This show was covered by Investigation Discovery. Oh, I like um, that. You know how much I love them. I love that, too. For their show this time called See No Evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a couple of This those. was season one, episode six. And it was also covered by ABC. 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 ABC's show 2020. Okay. In season 33, episode 40, there's actually tons more places that have covered this show um, or covered this as mm-hmm. an episode. Um, I These two are the ones that I watched. And, of course, I did watch both of these, and I, I watched them multiple times to analyze every minute. Who do you think covered it better? Um, I don't know if I could say. I mean, investigation discovery whether it's um, See No Evil or uh, Fear Thy Neighbor or something like that. Um, they do a, they do a very good job, very storybook-like, but I feel like I get easily lost in it because the way they clip things, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Um, watching it as a whole, it's fine. But I think ABC's 2020 does a different, more interview-like. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of reenactments when it comes to, um, like, see no evil. Yeah. And you don't get that so much with the interview type. So I I like them both. I wouldn't wouldn't say I liked one more than the other. It's just just very different different approaches. Yeah, absolutely. And you get that with no matter what case and who covers it, there's always a different point of view. And you're going, wait, I didn't know this. It wasn't in this show. And that's why you got to watch multiple things. Yeah. So I did want to mention that a movie, there's a movie that was based on this. Okay. But we're going to talk about that later because I have thoughts and feelings on that. Oh, goodness. Um, However, knowing this case previously and after running it through the Ashley research tank, here's what I've come to. Teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> specifically teenage girls. Wow. Those humans are crazy. You do not have those yet. Let me tell you, they're 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 effing nuts. I already have effing nuts girls and they're nine No, it's, it's going to be bad for you. I'm telling you right now. Honestly, though, I think it's girls in general, females, no matter the age. Abby is a teenager. Oh, my I God. I will be a drinker by then. I will be a drinker. If not worse. If not worse. You're going to, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I could see you turning into, like, Velma, just popping pills. <laughs> But females are crazy no matter the age. Like, how often are we dealing with crazy-ass bitches? I don't understand. Like, I don't don't get it. It's just a female thing. So, I'm going to take you back to July 6th. (gasps) Day before Abby's birthday. 2012. (gasps) No, wrong year. (laughs) It was, and we're in Star City, West Virginia. When Sky... West Virginia. Mountain Mama. Isn't that a song? I have no idea. (laughs) Sorry, I just burst in the song from time to time. You have never done that. You literally have never done that, and I'm not sure what that was. But you know what that gave me? You know what that gave me? Lauren Ash vibes. She likes to burst into song all the time on True Crime and Cocktails. And it's funny because I think that we are like them. We're like, we're like the goodwill version of them, <laughs> the cheap version, knockoff of true crime and cocktails. But I'm not sure who is who. I don't know if you're Christy or if I'm Christy or if you're Lauren or if I'm Lauren because I think we both have 50-50 qualities of both. They may be our parents. We may be related. We're pretty sure you're <laughs> Canadian. That's, but that's, that's all we're saying. saying. One of them's Canadian. I, I mean, A. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> They're both Canadian. Eh? I'm pretty sure it's um. I like Slurpees. West Virginia. Mountain Mama. I don't know what a Mountain Take Mama is. Take me home. Okay. I'd like to say <laughs> that we would get sued for using that, but they're gonna go. Oh no, that was the Goodwill version of our song. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, she's so good. <laughs> I'll quit your daytime job, Amanda. <laughs> Which you don't really have one of those right now because we're on summer break still. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you had Damn. all summer to work on your singing skills and you did nothing with it. Shucks. So, okay. On July 6, 2012, in Star City, West Virginia, Skylar was found to be missing. I worded that wrong, didn't Weird. How old is she? Oh, we'll get there. Oh, I thought I missed that part during my singing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this location is described somewhat like sleepy, although I think the teenagers just called it boring. I think what they call sleepy towns is like, there's just like nothing to do. Oh, okay. okay. You know? Yeah. So there isn't a lot going on in this town. And when I Googled it, there was not much that could see be said about it as well. Like, n- nothing really happened. But the there. name of the town is literally Star City. Yeah. And it's boring. There's nothing there. Yeah. I mean, it's West Virginia. I don't know anything that happens West in West Virginia. Shut up. Sorry. I don't know anything that happens in West Virginia. I mean, well, I could guess things, but... I think that's just... It's like the Appal- Appalachian people. <laughs> what to do to my drink? I just it tastes um, like rubbing alcohol. 
I just, Are you trying to kill me? We have a true crime <laughs> podcast. All I did was bring it to you. You're drinking No. It. No. It tastes... Put your mouth on that. Okay. I think it's the cup. It's the same cup you were using at dinner. I may have been sipping off the other side. Do you, do you taste it? Lick the whole thing. Lick the whole rim. <laughs> Lick around the rim. <laughs> because that has job nail polish remover on it. my nose. And we're never going to get through this case. Just you don't like, taste it? No, it just tastes like water to me. Uh, no, it's right on the tippy top. <laughs> rub your lip. Like, take your tongue and rub it. Do you taste that? Do you taste it? No. You're immune. <laughs> you got to be. This is ridiculous. I can't drink that. It's burning my tongue. It's burning it. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. <laughs> no, it's like nail polish remover or rubbing alcohol. Did something leak? I don't have any rubbing <laughs> alcohol because I went to use it the other day and I had none. Yeah, well, where's your nail polish remover, lady? I don't think I have any of that either. Okay. Let's, wow, let's move on. Okay. So nothing happens in this sleepy town. No. So for visual purposes, though, Star City, West Virginia is only about a handful of miles from, like, the Pennsylvania border. Oh! That's my home. Are you, are you gonna so state? Are you gonna sing this in entire a episode? Singing mood. Is it hot in here for you? Because you seem to be getting delirious. No. Today. I'm good. No. Okay. I'm from Pennsylvania, y'all. Yes. That's why she got super excited. So for those who need like landmark destinations to visualize, if you are in the well-known Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. And you drive directly south, you'll end up in Star City, West Virginia, in about an hour and 13 minutes. Oh, okay. All right. So the night before, so July 5th, mm-hmm. she came home from her shift at Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's. Okay. Yeah, greeted her mom, Mary, and went into her bedroom for the night. The morning of the 6th, Skylar's father, Dave, arrived home on break from his job at Walmart. So he kind of works overnight, okay. but into the morning because he had to go back. He was just on break. Um, he wanted to get Skylar because for her to have a vehicle, she needed to go with him, take him back to work, and then take the vehicle. Oh, uh, I got you. Okay. But ever, however, when he got home, Skylar was not ready to leave. Skylar hadn't even come out of her room. She was not ready. So he banged on the door. Skylar, wake up. You need to take me back to work if you want the car. There was no answer. And the door was locked from the inside. Um, it was a chain lock. You know those chain locks where you... On a bedroom door? Yeah. That's well, a little sh- sus. So she's a teenager. So? Um, I don't know. Don't you think that's weird? I mean, I would say that's weird, but I once had Tara's door lockable with, like, that sliding lock from the outside. Not to lock my child in there, but because she's only here on the weekends and Landon was significantly, he's, they're seven apart, years apart in yeah. age. So I didn't want him going into her room. I wanted to be able to lock the door and it was up high so he oh, couldn't get to it. Because yeah. I didn't want him getting into her makeup and whatnot. So I don't know. I mean, I've never known, none of my friends have ever had like a chain lock on the inside of their door. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would think it, I don't think anything's wrong with it because it's on the inside. So it's not like. Then again, maybe they bought the house that way. Maybe. Yeah, that could be it. So he opened the door, but it was only able to be opened ajar 
because of the chain lock, but he was able to open it fully after using a coat hanger to unlatch it. So I think the chain just kind of came over to like, I would think, you know, this right here. Oh yeah. 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 This kind of into like an eye hook. Yeah. Well, I think it may have been just. Yeah. It's really like, simple. Like something like that. Yeah. Like uh, the chain could go yeah. on to just. Not the kind that you like put in the hole. A nail or something. Then, yeah. Yeah. It was just hooked onto like a nail or who knows what. Um, so once in, Skylar's dad was not happy with what he found. Not only was Skylar not there, her bed had not been slept in. Instantly, Dave panicked, just like I would assume any parent would. Yeah. He called Mary while she was still at work, but Mary didn't seem as concerned as Dave was. Teenagers. Yeah. So this was not a big worry to her because not only was Skylar a good kid, but she was also a very social girl. So she would just, like, go to a friend's house all the time for whatever reason. Um, just kind of, I'm going to sleep over. And your daughter literally, literally just, just did, did the this. same thing. Yeah. And she's eight. Yeah. So on this particular morning, that is where Mary was like, she's got to be with her friends. friends. Yeah. Make a phone call. She instructed Dave to call those friends of Skylar's just to see if maybe they were together doing something. And the one person that Dave could think of to call was Sheila Eddy. Sheila hadn't seen or spoken to Skylar, though. Not in hours since she disappeared, anyway. So she told Dave that she and Skylar spoke at midnight the same morning, and she hadn't heard from or seen Skylar since. Another friend, Rachel, was already going to be no help whatsoever because she was currently away at a church camp. Oh, okay. So it's like, okay, she's definitely not going to help. Yeah. So Sheila and Skylar were best friends. At this time, Skylar was 16 and Sheila was 17, but they had been besties since they were eight and nine, respectfully. Um, the teenage girls, listen, the teenage girls, they hold friendships at higher levels. Do you know what I mean? Like being best friends means a lot when you're a teenager putting that label, this is my best friend. It's like the one person you can count on, the one person who is more like your sister, the one person you can turn to to help. Like happy moments, life lessons, sad moments. And if you are my almost 16 year old daughter with her best friend, it is the person you leave your laptop open with. Open. She leaves her laptop open all night long and they fall asleep together. That's so weird. They take showers together. Uh, computer is open. and it yeah, yeah, she's got it sitting out on the sink. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, so I'm washing my hair now. It's the weirdest thing. I don't, it's all very weird. So recently, however, a new girl joined Sheila and Skylar. Oh, that's never good when it's three. Yeah, so now their duo is a trio. In ninth grade, a gorgeous red-headed girl waltzed into the best friend's life. Rachel Schof began school at the same high school Skylar and Sheila attended. So Skylar Annette Niece was born on February 10th, 1996 in Morgantown, West Virginia, which is really just like, that would be the Binghamton. Okay. And then where they live is like the outskirts. So we've talked about this before. Yeah. It's really just, you know, it all falls into the it's bigger city. like a subdivision city. of. Right. Um, She's the only child of parents, Mary and Dave Niece. Her parents described her as spoiled rotten. Not really in a bad way, 
but they really doted on her because she was their only child. The three of them were super close. Dave actually described a story in ABC's 2020 that I kind of just wanted to share. Apparently, when Skylar was just a young girl, she did what most girls her age did, played tea parties. Have you ever been invited to a tea party? Yeah, Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her father was the guest of honor, and Skylar was giving her dad water to drink in his teacup. Eventually, Mary was, like, laughing, though. Full-blown laughing. Why is that funny? Um, Well, when Dave asked the same question, it turned out Skylar was too short to reach the sink for water. Did she get it out of the toilet? She was actually getting it straight from the toilet. He he had been consuming it. (laughs) She just let him. She was just laughing. She was just laughing. That is savage. That's amazing. (laughs) So in 2012, Skylar attended University High School, which, by the way, why are we calling it that? Why? That's the dumbest thing ever. That's an oxymoron. No, that's what I thought too. I did multiple searches on this because I'm like, there's no way. They could not come up with anything better. Nothing better than University High School. I mean, they could have went with Oak Tree High. I mean, come on. I know. Well, she enjoyed it there and she was a really good student with a promising future. She enjoyed reading, music in her spare time. And she also had that Wendy's job to get her own money. Skylar was extremely active on all social media platforms. But Twitter was her preferred way, like, to keep in touch with friends. Gross. But socially, like, public, because otherwise you're just texting friends. Yeah. But it was a a public thing, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sheila Ray Eddy was born September 28th, 1995 in Blacksville, West Virginia. Again, we're not, we're staying within the area. Um, And she was also an only child to her parents, Tara and Greg Eddy. Rachel Schoff was born on June 10th, 1996, and she grew up in Morgantown, West Virginia. And just like the other two girls, she was also the only daughter of parents Rusty and Patricia. Oh, God. Yeah, so I think that may have been something like that drew them together. So after the girls began this trio, it seemed to progress really fast. Like, they became really good, close friends super fast. Like, they just added Rachel in. Nothing's changed. It's like Rachel had never not been there. Right. So they always seemed to be get, be together, and they were not known to be, like, mellow and just hang out. No. Classmates recalled that the trio liked to party and drink. Oh. And even smoke marijuana from no. time to time. Now, I don't know about you, but we, we just got to this trio. And a trio um, can be super bad. But... It reminds me of the movie Mean Girls. Yeah. 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 So that's just... Which, by the way, I love that movie. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. And maybe try to decide which one's which here. Oh, Lord. So we're going back to July 6th now. It wasn't long before Dave went outside the apartment complex where they lived just to have a cigarette and try to figure out, like, what his next move was. And just as he was doing that, he saw a small wooden stool against the building underneath Skylar's window. <gasps> So it's not like they were on the second floor or anything. Oh, okay. It was, and it was her wooden stool, like, to her vanity. So he was like, well, what is this now? So he's looking, he's inspecting, and the window was open ajar and the screen had been removed. That's when he knew Skylar snuck out. Despite being a good girl, Skylar had rebelled by sneaking out before two. Oh, jeez. 
it was never anything sinister. It was just more joy riding. The town had a curfew of 11 p.m. But that's really just to make sure that people aren't doing crazy things that they're not supposed to. Right. Um, but according to Skylar's friend Morgan Lawrence, joyriding was what the kids did. Because remember, there's nothing to do in this city. And in order to do it, they would sneak out because what parent is going to go, yeah, go out joyriding, yeah. even though it's past curfew. Right. No. So have you ever snuck out? Once, but it wasn't at my house. It was, I went with a friend to the beach with her family and we snuck out of her condo and went and met two random guys who drove a minivan that lived locally. Oh my God. Yeah. We were just actually talking about this the other day, me and this girl. We were like, what were, what, we could have died. Like, yeah. why would we do that? Yeah, no, that super lucky. That's dangerous. But yeah. as a teenager, you're not thinking that because no. your mind is not fully developed. Nope. Nope. I, I did also sneak out one time. And again, just like you, it wasn't from my own house. No? Nope. I was, um, I was a teenager and I lived in like a small podunk town in the country at the time. And there was nothing to do. <laughs> Sounds there is a not, lot nothing like to do there. Yes. It, it sounds a lot like Star City. Yeah. Um, so this was during a sleepover at a friend's house, and we left her place to go to the cemetery, which was like a stone's throw away. Um, and we brought another girl with us. Um, she just kind of met us there because she lived on the other side of the cemetery. Oh, okay. So we all pretended we were teenage witches, summoning dead people. Um, we, I've done that before with friends as teenagers. Yeah, we, we didn't really have... I had no idea what the hell I was doing. No, we were just making up our own chance. Yep. Yeah. And yep. then we and then we saw a crack in one of the headstones, and we were certain we put that there <laughs> by chanting, <laughs> like, spells. We're like, oh, my God, they're coming. They're, they're getting out of their graves. It was a thing. Which it was, was so dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic um we spent the night rifling through like a tiny shed so it was like clearly it looked like like think of an outhouse a single yeah outhouse mm -hmm. um but it was a shed and that's where they kept like the gardening tools right it was it's an old it's an old cemetery so like nobody knew is born there or nobody's born there <laughs> Nobody's buried there, like, recently, I don't think. I don't think it so It was either. just in it. So it's probably, like, a family cemetery thing. Yeah. Um, but that's where we were pretended to do magic, too. Right in there over the gardening tools that were somehow helpful to us. <laughs> the witches from Hocus Pocus would be very, very proud of us for nothing. Absolutely nothing. The Sanderson sisters would are have been you, like... Are you a Hocus Pocus fan? I don't think we've ever talked about that. Are you kidding me right now? I love me some Hocus Pocus. I was in theater for BCC and me and a cousin and a lady, the lady that we saw at Plasma one time when I yeah, said yeah, I went yeah, to college yeah. with, we all did a scene from Hocus Pocus. <gasps> I love Hocus Yeah. So, okay, so with still no answers to where their daughter could be currently, Mary knew that Skylar would not miss a shift at her job. She was like, listen, we don't know where Skylar is, but let's not freak out. Um, she's got to be to work at four, so let's just wait and see what happens. Which, I mean, probably is a good idea because you know darn well every time you call the police, they're like, we can't help you. Right, right. We got to wait a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, so Skylar was known to work even if she wasn't feeling well. 
So she was like, I'm going. So even though she was not concerned yet, Mary did head home from work to be with Dave. Probably because he was freaking the hell out. She told Dave, they're just going to wait. We're going to see what happens. Let's, you know what? She works at four. We'll call Wendy's and see if she's made it in. So silence doomed for them for like the next six hours. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? No. No. I would be waiting in the Wendy's parking lot to see if she's coming in. I know. So that silence actually didn't last too long when 4 p.m. rolled around. The fast food place actually phoned the nieces before they could phone them. Skylar was not at work. That was when Mary knew something was seriously wrong. Dave decided, you know what? We're calling the police now. Um, And that is exactly what he did to report his 16-year-old daughter is missing. So police in Star City raced to the nieces, despite the fact that most places don't do much about missing teens at first. Most missing teens, especially those that leave, like, little clues, like, I feel like those were clues. Like, she didn't put, the, she didn't even try. She didn't put the screen back. She didn't close the window. She the left the stool was- out there. Um, they're really just that. They're just out. They'll be back. So July 6, 2012 was a Friday. This was, like, really the beginning of the weekend. One of the officers had said that, you know, maybe she's just going for the weekend somewhere. She'll be back Monday. But that doesn't really play into, like, her missing work because she never did that. So, however, when the police looked around her bedroom, things were found that no teen would leave behind. Even if they just went away for, like, an extended period of time or even ran away. So, Skylar's phone charger was there, her contacts for her eyes, her toothbrush, everything was in her bedroom. And nothing else seemed to be missing. She literally would have left with nothing but the clothes on her back. Yeah, that doesn't Nobody seem, no. running away no. or going away for a weekend is going to leave. And let me tell you, teenagers, I swear, um, James's daughter just turned 13. And that girl will take a cell phone charger to the grocery store with her. Yeah. Like, where? what are you going to do with that? Right, exactly. Yep. So, yeah, that's very questionable. Mm-hmm. So the police decided to question the neighbors to see if maybe they had seen anything. Right. Nothing out of the ordinary had been seen or noted. So while the police carried on looking for leads as to where Skylar could be, Sheila Eddy called with some information that she didn't open up about before. So Sheila told Mary and Dave that around 11 p.m., she and Rachel had picked Skylar up from the parking lot of the apartment block after Skylar got out through the window and they went for a joyride. She said that they were driving around, getting high, before dropping Skylar back off around midnight at the top of the street. Not where they picked her up, but that's because Skylar apparently requested to be dropped up top rather than closer to her home in order to avoid, like, the car lights. Headlights and everything. Yeah, or noise or Mm -hmm. anything like that, alerting her parents. So then she walked from the top of the street down to her home. However, Sheila was frantic and upset that something had happened to Skylar in that short little walk from the top of the road down to her apartment building. And Mary had the same idea. Like, how could something happen? It's not that far. What happened to her? So Skylar's parents were just besides themselves because now she just seemed to vanish. Not long after looking around the area, Mary niece remembered that there was actually video surveillance at the complex. I was just going to ask if there was. <clears throat> And one was actually close to where Skylar would be coming 
from the that window. Yeah. yeah. So Skylar's parents relayed the information to the police. The police and everybody talked to the landlords. The landlords got the, the footage. And luckily, the cameras were working, and they'd run 24-7. Thank goodness. So Dave and Mary Neese, along with officers, as well as Sheila, all watched the footage. Now, Sheila had already told them, like, this is what time, this is what time. So they knew right where to go in the footage. But after hours of watching, it showed an unknown car arriving at the complex around 1230 a.m. The car came down the main driveway in between the buildings, pulled around to the left, and stopped. And then Skylar was soon seen coming from the right side of the frame, almost running and getting into the back seat of the car. And then the car drove away about like 12.35 a.m. Dave asked Sheila if that was her and Rachel, and Sheila said no. So the footage was super grainy. I saw the footage. Literally, all you can see is it's black and white. It's grainy. A vehicle pull up. You can see Skylar. So, I mean, I'm going to assume it's Skylar. I wouldn't have been able to ID her as Skylar. Um, but it's what they say is Skylar running mm. toward the car. She got in willingly. Everything was willingly. And then the car left. This and that's it. Not giving me a good vibe. Yeah. So the lighting at the complex didn't help because it, it just kind of brightened everything. So it's it's almost like sunlight coming on something. You can't read it or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Other than knowing it is clearly a light-colored sedan, four-door, there was no more information that the video gave to help identify the owner or the vehicle. Um, you couldn't see the license plate. You couldn't see, like, you couldn't go, oh, yeah, that's a Toyota. You couldn't see anything distinguishing the fact other than it looks like a lighter vehicle that's it that's That's it oh my gosh so rumors swirled that skylar went to a house party and overdosed on heroin so corporal corporal ronnie gaskins um one of the investigators on the case said that people told him that she attended a party and died and that people there panicked and disposed of the body. What? Yeah. That's that's the rumor that was kind of going around town. Well, it's a small town with nothing to do. Let me guess. This is just people just talking just to... At this point, I mean, it's a lead that he's going to have to look into. I mean, they're going to have to look into it, of course. Yeah. So the car was never actually captured returning. There was no sign on the footage of Skylar making her way home either. And after that, the investigation came to a halt. There what? was there was nothing. There was nothing. She the, it showed that she went somewhere willingly, and nobody knew where that was. Oh my god! So it seemed that she was a runaway, despite that she left all of her stuff behind. So on kidshealth.org, it states that the National Runaway Switchboard is an organization that takes calls and helps kids who have run away or are thinking of running away. According to the switchboard, one in seven kids between the ages of 10 and 18 will run away at some point. So the question I'm sure you have is, did Skylar run away before? And Dave Neese said in the 2020 episode that she's never run away before. So this is not like something that would even 
come up as a possibility to them. They're like, she loved us. We loved her. We had a great relationship. She was doing, you know, just fine in school. She had friends, you know, so there was nothing that could, they could go, yeah, she's going to be running away. Right. So in this case, there were no leads. There were, there was nothing. Oh my God. So the police were stuck with no direction. There was only one thing everybody could do. Dave Neese created a Facebook page called Team Skyler in order to get support as well as like just putting it out there and hoping that the media would pick up the story. His biggest reason for creating the page, though, was to flood it with Skylar's face so that people would just see her and yeah. notice her. Good idea. It wasn't long before missing posters were made. So Sheila Eddie instantly began to, like, help Skylar's parents. They were canvassing the town with the posters. Sheila was completely distraught about the disappearance of her childhood friend. And it turned out that Sheila was more than just worried about her friend, but she came, like, she became a rock for Skylar's parents. They all just kind of leaned on each other. And what about Rachel? She was at the church, church camp, camp right. so she's not around. Um, daily, Sheila was there going to the home, aiding in the search, but also letting the parents know, like, everything's going to be okay. I think everything's going to be fine. We're going to find her. So during this time as well, Sheila found comfort just going into Skylar's room. She's like, can I just go in there and sit down? Um, and she was in there and uh, just sitting alone on her bed. And according to Dave, Sheila was actually crying while saying, I don't see why she could have left me. I don't see why she did this. Only four days after her disappearance, thanks to social media posts, news outlets did pick up the story. Good. And soon it was going international. So that was when the local police called the niece family with just a little glimmer of hope. Just they, just a little bit. A woman had called in a tip saying she was positive that Skylar niece was seen in South Carolina with a redheaded girl. That's Rachel. The question was, was this girl Rachel? Yeah, because she had red hair. So did she somehow ditch church camp to hang out with Skylar at the beach? Because Mary and Dave were like, that's that's got to be Rachel. She Skylar doesn't know anybody else like yeah. that. So they packed up instantly they were like not waiting not missing a beat nothing they packed out they packed up and headed out to pack up the car put everything in the car get ready to leave when an officer on the case officer jessica colbank had to come and tell them that they received information that while the two girls in south carolina were runaways it was indeed not rachel and not skylar so now they had to unpack and just wait around again. Ugh. So after this, people said that Skylar had a secret boyfriend. You know. But she has a best friend. Wouldn't you tell the best friend? You would think so. I mean, I, I tell you everything. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, let's see. So let's just, you know, a boy and a girl, they're infatuated. The girl's parents do not approve of the boy, so the girl sees the boy behind their backs. But who would this boy be? Officer Colbank wanted to know as well. So after asking Skylar's friends and classmates, two boys stuck out on the list. These two boys were somebody that Skylar would talk with, 20-year-old Dylan Conaway, as well as his older brother Derek from Blacksville, West Virginia. It's about 23 miles from or 23 minutes from Star City. People said that Skylar and Rachel were known to party with the older guys. 
So who are these these young men, yeah. if you will? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. Because they have a sketchy past. Oh, joy. Clearly, they had no issues with hanging out with underage girls, first Fairly. of all. But after some digging, though, it turned out that about the same time Skylar went missing, a bank in Blacksville, West Virginia, where the boys were from, was robbed. Oh. State police said it was held up at gunpoint by a man dressed in black, and the Conaway brothers were actually the main suspects. You don't say. Yeah. So it turns out that Dylan Conaway and Sheila actually dated. So these two boys were into drugs, not only for recreational use, but to give to unsuspecting girls to loosen them up. Oh, joy. They just sound like charmers, don't they? Sure. Turns out there was also word about a party the night that Skylar went missing. So this would be a party the boys were throwing with alcohol, weed, and heroin. And the police thought that maybe one of the guys could have picked Skylar up because at this point it's not Sheila and Rachel. After talking to some of the attendees, no one was really giving any details about what happened. They were all like... Hmm. I don't know. So at this time now, Rachel finally came home from church camp. So the police decided to head over and talk to her about her friend's disappearance and the night of the party. According to the officers, Rachel seemed nervous. But I don't know if it was like nervous I did something wrong or nervous like, oh, the authorities are talking to me and I don't know what's going on because I'm being ambushed. Yeah. Just because... She just got home from camp, and now she finds out her friend is missing, and now they're questioning her. Maybe, I mean, listen, I had a cop behind me last night while I took Terry's boyfriend home. I about lost my freaking crap. And you probably weren't doing a damn thing wrong. I wasn't. Yep. Yeah. So Rachel said that she had no idea about the party, and she sure as heck was not there. She also said that the night Skylar went missing, her and Sheila dropped Skylar off around 11.30 p.m. So she wasn't at church camp? No, she was. Remember, this is the same story that Sheila said. This was the night before she went to church camp. She went oh, to, the night before. Yeah, she went to church camp on the 6th. Yeah. Um, so it's the same story that Sheila had yeah. in same timing as well. So police decided to go back and look again at the car that was initially seen on the the video video camera. Yeah, the video footage. So since this was a small town, right, Mm -hmm. it seemed very odd that nobody, even people that were close to Skylar, knew where she was or knew anything about what was going on. The police were really stumped as to why nobody knew anything about a mystery vehicle picking up Skylar. Who could it possibly be? They just had no idea. So, on a whim, because they have nothing else to do. Um, not saying that they're not busy, but they have no other option here. They have no, they're like, we have no direction. Let's just do this. They decided to drive from Skylar's house to Blacksville, where the party would have been. Driving on the route that they probably would have taken. Um, just looking around to see if there was a car. That kind of looked like the one that they had in this grainy video. Yeah. Recently, though, on a main stretch of road, a Sheets gas station had just been constructed. I know. I know. You love Sheets. Oh, my gosh. I, I do, too. I love Sheets. I know. Me, too. So, 
it also had it was first of all it was in star city so it was close by it wasn't all the way in blacksville or anything like that um it did have surveillance oh so police asked to look at the footage and when they did bingo yeah the same car that was seen at Skyler's home was now seen twice on the footage. So driving towards Skyler's apartment at 12.30 a.m. and then driving away from Skyler's apartment at 12.39 a.m. So about nine minute difference. The car did resemble the same shape and color of the initial grainy image. And it was a four door silver sedan. So according to trooper Chris Berry of the West Virginia State Police, they decided to see if the timing lined up with when Skylar was getting picked up. So after the car drove past the sheets, it was five minutes or less when Skylar was picked up. This meant that the police were right. So Skylar was being taken to the Blacksville party then. Could they see any? any? No. It did not provide a license plate view, but it did give the officers a better image of the car to work with. Good. So now with this piece of information, they decided to try to find this car. Duh. So they scoured the internet for cars to like try to match, but most cars all look the same. It's super difficult. All they have is the side view. So they decided to try something else. They got into an unmarked police car and then scoured the roads, driveways, um, uh, main roads, side roads. Alleys. Everywhere. Yeah. So they took, they would come up, they would come up on a car and they'd go, ooh, that could possibly be it because it's a silver sedan. They would snap a photo of the car, snap a photo, run the license plate, well, make note of the license plate so they could do this when they got back. So in the meantime, with Sheila and Rachel being confirmed the last people to see Skylar, police continued to look, continued to talk to them. Okay. So Sheila got into a cruiser with Officer Colbank just to kind of recreate the route. Because yeah. they're like, you know what? Take me on the exact route that you went that night. Um. After that, they decided to talk to Rachel just to see if maybe she could fill in anything that maybe Sheila forgot to say. Right. The problem was Sheila said that they went one way while Rachel said they went the opposite way. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. So when the officer brought up the inconsistency, Rachel panicked she then said she couldn't be sure which way they went because she was high at the time. That would be believable to me. Yeah. She was like, we're high. Honestly, I couldn't tell you which way I went. So, but the thing that the girls both did, Sheila and Rachel, they adamantly said, we did not go to Blacksville at all. We did not do that. I do know that. So when the case began, the officers took Sheila at her word. Like, they asked Sheila, did you see Skylar? Yes, we saw her from this time to 11.30 p.m. We dropped her off at 11.30 p.m. And they took her at her word. So now they decided it was time to verify that. How which, are they going to do that? Footage. Footage. 
Why didn't they do that before? Because they were took they took her at her word. Well, then they're idiot cops too. What is this <clears throat> idiot cop po- podcast? Jeez. So, however, after watching the surveillance video entirely from the night of July fifth, Sheila's car never came into the complex then to pick her up. Right. So this means that basically any questions that they initially asked, all the answers were wrong. Like the who, the what, when, where, why, and how, they were not lining up from Sheila's original testimony to what the video surveillance was showing. Oh my God. The video also showed that Skylar only left one time. And that was early morning of July 6th. So at this point, what could the officers believe from Sheila and Rachel? Nothing. At this point, zero. Zero things. And who is to say the mystery car isn't theirs? Sheila owns a car. Which is? A silver 2006 Toyota Camry. Oh, you don't say. I do say, actually. Why? Well, I am, I'm. Sheila still says the one in the video is not hers, though. Oh, She's like, she that's not it. So, without the plate matches, they can't do anything about the car. So, they can, however, look at location data using the girl's cell phone records. And it showed high activity at around, oh, I don't know, 4 a.m. Do you have any questions? Do you want to, do you want to maybe know where? Where? At 4 a.m.? Blacksville. The damn freaking party. <laughs> they was at that damn party. So after bringing this attention, or this detail, to the girls, Rachel said that the girls went to Blacksville to smoke weed, but Skylar wanted to go to a friend's house to get more marijuana. So when Sheila and Rachel didn't want to go to the friend's house, they just dropped Skylar off there. Sheila, however, said that when Skylar wanted to go to the friend's house for more weed and the girls didn't want to go, Skylar got mad, threw a fit, and stormed off. So, again, their stories are not matching. Absolutely not. So, of course, after they both realized that their stories didn't match, they decided to synchronize them. You don't say. Mm-hmm. They decided to go with Rachel's story. So, yes, Skylar did, in fact, go to the house in Blacksville. Okay? That's, yep, she didn't stomp off and walk away. We, we dropped her there, and we didn't pick her up. Back at school, because now it's, it's school time, and everybody's back at school, kids heard about what's going on, and they also heard that Rachel and Sheila were not being, I guess, we'll go with direct with the police. Uh, So friends and classmates of the pair were not shy about making the girls feel bad about holding back. They were, they were kind of like, they were, you know, whispering and snickering and pointing, I'm sure. This is when Rachel began to crack. So despite the outward appearance of denial, Rachel Schof was actually beginning to struggle. She became super mean and nasty towards anyone and everyone until she got to her breaking point. One evening in December of 2012, police received a call from Shof's mother. She was begging for help. 
because she couldn't control her daughter, who sounded like she was having an emotional breakdown in the background. I don't have the 911 call, unfortunately. Dang. But Rachel was screaming, crying, lashing out, and just could not be controlled. She was taken to a mental health facility where she was treated for this mental breakdown, and she was hospitalized for about, like, six days, which means she was away from society and Sheila. Probably good. So, in December, Mary Niece put out a lengthy post. It is lengthy. On her own Facebook page, actually calling out Sheila and Rachel in it. And uh, she was calling them out for lying. So, I'm going to read part of it, but I have the entire thing, which we will post to our social media. So, this is what Mary wrote. Throughout all this nightmare, the girls have withheld information. In the beginning, her best friend would come to the house and cry with us and say she wanted Skylar home. I loved these girls unconditionally and would never have dreamed they could be capable of such things as this. I felt about them as my daughters. This is truly the ultimate betrayal. The other friend never showed at our house and was only con- and has only contacted us on a couple of occasions throughout these past five months. It is appearing at this point with all the investigative information that these girls are more guilty than originally suspected. It just sickens me to know that anyone at this young age could sit by and let their supposed best friend disappear in this way. If it was truly something that happened as an accident, they would have had every opportunity to come forward with this information and would have been offered immunity. At this point, it looks like foul play has occurred and murder has not been ruled out. I cannot stress enough what this has done to not only Dave and I, but to the entire community. There has been a huge outpouring of love and support for us, and we truly could not have come this far without all of this love and support. It is time for these girls to come forward with everything they know. Our family needs closure to move on, whether it be with Skylar Remains or the best scenario is that it be Skylar herself. Can you imagine how hard it was for her to put all that together, especially using the term murder not ruled out? Yeah. As that, a mother of your yeah. only child? Not knowing where your daughter is going, well, this is she a possibility. Could be she could be, yeah. I mean, and, and at this point, it's been five months. Yeah. And there's literally, like, no lead. And Rachel and Sheila are just not being helpful by any means. No. So like I said, I will post the entire, I will post the entire thing. I have a screenshot of it. Okay. So you guys can read it for yourselves. But that was, that's what I felt was the main part of it. Yeah. So on January 3rd, 2013, after being discharged from the hospital, Rachel, Rachel Schof decided to go to the police. Rachel said she had something to tell them. Now, what what the police thought was it was going to be something about the party that they insisted she, you know, she insisted they didn't go. She's, the police were like, okay, she's probably going to just say, yeah, we did go to the party. Yeah. They thought that story earlier about Skylar overdosing was going to be what's true. However, that's not the story that Rachel told. Oh, my Rachel's first words to the police were, we stabbed her. (gasps) 
shut your mouth. She said that? Mm-hmm. She was at church camp. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. She then began to describe how everything went down that night. After plotting to kill Skylar during, you know, science class months earlier before the disappearance, Rachel's story said that on July 5th, 2012, Sheila picked Rachel up in her Camry. The girls then put together what people are calling the murder kit, and they put it in Sheila's trunk. This consisted of towels, bleach, a shovel, and a change of clothes for both girls. In addition, they packed knives, not in the trunk because they were going to need those on them, on their, on, on their bodies. They were going to need those accessible. This is making my stomach get queasy. So at 12.15 a.m. on July 6, 2012, Rachel called Skylar to tell her that they were on their way to get her. Then they drove her to a rural area in Brave, Pennsylvania which is about 29 minutes from Star City. It's directly over the border. When they were in the woodlands of the remote area, Rachel said Skylar had to go back to the car to get a lighter because they were smoking weed and whatnot. Rachel whispered to Sheila as Skylar was going back, one, two, three. And then on three... Sheila and Rachel attacked Skylar from behind, stabbing her. Skylar's last words to her friends were, why? At one point, though, while fighting off her attackers, it was said that Skylar actually got a hold of one of the knives and was able to stab Rachel in the leg. Now, I'm not sure if that was in the thigh or what, but I, it kind of right. just disabled her. So that's when she stopped attacking, but Sheila the best best friend, you know, since they were eight, talking on the phone for hours. Yeah, she kept going. Sheila is said to have stabbed her best friend, Skylar, upwards of 50 times. <gasps> like, she did not stop. She did not stop. Why? That's all I can think of. Why? I know. This all happened, like, about seven steps from the main roadway into the woods. So that's where they left Skylar dead. Oh my God. They did try covering her body because they were trying to dig a hole with a shovel, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't dig a decent hole to put her in. So they just started covering her with nature, leaves, twigs, a little bit of dirt, covering her up, just a pile on top of the ground. Rachel was not arrested, however, right there. Because, as Taylor Swift said in a recent song, no body, no crime. The police had no evidence that anything she was saying was true. And at this point, she's already lied to them about other things. Which is true. Maybe she had all of this time to just come up with a story while she was having her mental breakdown. They had, they had to have proof. So in agreement with the police, Rachel decided that she was going to wear a wire. And get Sheila to confess or talk about it. Yep. So she was going to meet up with Sheila and hope that Sheila would incriminate herself in the murder. Sheila failed to take the bait, though. The girls 
did, however, during this, you know, I need you to picture this. Rachel comes in. She has already confessed to the police. She's wearing a wire, wire that Sheila doesn't know about. She's trying to get her friend to confess to the murder that she just told the police. And they took a selfie. <laughs> They're psycho. And then Sheila posted it to her Twitter with the caption, finally got to see Rach. Yeah. So after searching C Sheila's car... Police got a hit when they found blood in there. They just needed to wait for the test results to come back. So in the meantime, it was actually publicly announced that human remains were found in a wooded area in Brave, Pennsylvania. And they did belong to Skylar Nice. Sheila tweeted after finding this out. Rest easy, Skylar. You'll always be my best friend. And then she put together, like, a photo montage of her and Skylar. And then she wrote, worst day of my whole life. She's the one that supposedly did it. Well, that's what crazy Rachel says right now, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. We haven't However, heard. Sheila was also tweeting things like, wonder if there's a Law & Order SVU where they don't figure it out. And then she also wrote, we really did go on three. <gasps> yeah that's not looking so good it's not looking good so going back to social media specifically twitter it was actually quite telling for this case so on july 4th 2012 two days before she was murdered skylar tweeted it really doesn't take much to piss me off she also tweeted sick of being at fucking home thanks friends Love hanging out with you all, too. Yeah. The day before she was killed, she tweeted, You doing shit like that is why I can never completely trust you. What yeah. did Sheila do? In the months after Skylar went missing, though, Sheila tweeted about typical teenage things. Listen. Oh, Lord. I, there's a rabbit hole, okay, because... Her Twitter page is still able to be seen. Really? Yeah. It was, I, I swear, that girl was posting everything all day long. I don't know how she got anything else done. <laughs> and it was stupid shit. It was stupid. Except for these really important ones. It's stupid shit. You know how people are like, okay, I get it. You're drinking coffee in the morning. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's like that. Yeah. She even tweeted about her and Shof's close relationship, writing in one tweet, no one on earth can handle me and Rachel, and if you think you can, you're wrong. See what I mean? It's a bunch of nonsense, but there are those pieces that are like, okay, what's that? So on April 9th, 2013, though, the blood in Sheila's car was identified to be that of Skylar Niece according to FBI laboratories. So after receiving that news, officers tracked Sheila down to a local Cracker Barrel where she was just, you know, having breakfast with her mom. And so as, as police pulled up to the Cracker Barrel because they needed to go, they needed to go get her, um, Sheila and her mom were walking to her car and they uh, arrested her right there in the parking lot for the Good. murder of Skylar. Good. 
Dave and Mary Nice were devastated to find out who was behind the entire thing. And they were sickened to realize it was not only somebody close, but somebody they've actually leaned on for, for support this yeah. entire time. Yeah. What kind of sick animal does something like this and then plays the part of the mourning? I'm telling you, fucking teenage girls. It, isn't it disgusting? It's so sick. I don't I don't know. I've got no answers. But it turns out there was a secret. Oh. That Sheila and Rachel did not want to get out. So in a book called Pretty Little Killers by Delene Barry and Jeffrey Fuller, it actually details a sexual relationship between Rachel and Sheila. Yeah. A month before her murder, Skylar tweeted things like I'd tell the whole school all the shit I have on everyone, which is a lot. Hashtag, if I could get away with it. And she also tweeted, just know I know. So, Sheila and Rachel just figured she knew about the relationship and that she would tell everyone. They're like, oh my God, she knows and she's going to tell everybody. They just assumed that. She could have been talking about anything. Exactly. So, Rachel was then taken into custody as well, and when asked, why did you do this, she said, we just didn't like her. What? Who the fuck kills somebody just because they don't, I mean, that's a thing. That, but that's a thing. this is their best friend. There's literally, it seems like, no reason that yeah. this happened. So, I don't buy it. No, I don't buy that at all. Well, neither did anybody else. So, nowadays... I don't know what it is about the internet, but Facebook particularly, okay? I know these girls are doing things through Twitter, but like Facebook particularly, if you unfriend someone, the real friendship seems to be over. No, that's not a thing. And you aren't actually friends until you're friends on Facebook. No, that's also not a thing. It also seems that like they're using things like this for relationships. Like you're not actually in a relationship until you say that you're in a relationship on Facebook with so-and-so. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but that's, that's how this is going down. So in this case, Rachel and Sheila couldn't just simply stop being friends with Skylar. They actually had to stab her in the back, quite literally. So the movie I spoke about earlier, Death Click, I never heard of it, but now I'm going to be watching it. Okay, so it came out in 2014, and it depicted Sheila as a girl named Jade. FML. I didn't like it either. I feel like that name just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Rachel. T- Rachel was Ashley. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. And Skylar was Sarah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But the movie actually made Jade more of a person who was not so hands-on in the murder, like, at all. It was more set up. Like, Ashley did it? Yeah, like, Ashley did it, and then, like, completely, and then roped Jade into something that Jade didn't know was going to happen, and then she tried to make it look like Jade did it. It... But that's not it, really what happened, though. No. So we're going to say it's loosely based on that. Okay. I think what they really just did was took the idea of what happened with these three girls and then just 
made yeah. everything else kind of fiction almost. But I guess that's why it's a Hollywood movie and not a documentary. Right. <laughs> so I was actually screaming at the television the entire time. I'm like, that's not how that went down! Oh my god, I can just picture that. I was... It was highly inaccurate. Yeah. I had... I... I actually had... This is kind of weird. I had a napkin that I was writing down the my questions and yeah. accuracies on. It was actually a Wendy's napkin. <gasps> I'm not kidding because Tara loves Wendy's. It's That's okay. Creepy. It was an okay movie. Like, if you're not looking for, like, real facts, then it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But... After this, like, if you watch it, you're going to go, oh, that's not what happened. So in the end, Rachel Schof pleaded guilty to second-degree murder based on the fact that she cooperated with law enforcement. So I actually, I have an audio clip of what Rachel decided to say in court you know, when she was addressing Skylar's parents. Oh, my God. So we're going to go ahead and play that. I'm so sorry. I don't know if there's a proper way to make this apology. Because there are not even words to describe the guilt and remorse that I feel each day for what I've done. The person that did that was not the real me. Not the person I am. Not what I'm made of and not what I believe in. Again, I'm so sorry, and I pray each day for everyone involved, and I pray each day for forgiveness. I don't believe any of that. Yeah, Dave Neese responded, actually in court, saying she can take her apologies and sit on them. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. So, Rachel was sentenced to serve 30 years in prison, with the chance of parole after serving just 10 years. And just so you know, she's actually up for parole next year, 2023, oh at the age of 27. No, that's not right. She gets to, what, just get out and live her entire life because she's only 27. No. She's not missing much. No. I hope to God she rots. That's not right at all. No. So there was slight news break from jail about Rachel marrying some woman in prison. I didn't, I don't give. But it wasn't Sheila? I No, I don't give two shits about this, so I did not look into it much. And okay. if you want to, just freaking go for it. But whatever. Sheila Eddie, on the other hand, continued to keep up with the charades. And she pled not guilty to murder and kidnapping charges. What? Yeah. She was like, no, we still did not do that. Honey, come on now. The blood was in your car. Explain that. Oh, no, that's not my car. That's not my car. That's not Skylar's blood. That's that's a different Skylar. <laughs> I'm sorry, evil twin. <laughs> also named Skylar. Come on, like, lady. are you kidding? She's such an idiot. So she was facing the prospect of charges from both federal and Pennsylvania authorities in addition to the West Virginia charges. So that's when she decided to plead guilty. Oh, you don't say. To first degree murder. So, as a result of this, she was sentenced to life in prison with the chance of parole of after serving 15 years. So, she's actually up for parole in 2028, also at the age of 32, which, again, that's how old Taylor Swift is. So, like... Also not right. What are we doing? 
I also hope that she's uh, not, never released. Me too. So have you ever heard of the MTV reality series, Are You the One? Yeah. Oh, you have? I have. Have you watched it? No. Oh, okay. So in 2017, there was a woman named Alexis on it uh, for its sixth season. Her name was Alexis Edie. Eddie? Is it Edie? I don't don't know. know. I don't know what I was calling her now. In one episode, she actually opened up how she is the cousin of the convicted killer, Sheila. And she showed off a tattoo that she got in Sheila's honor. What? Hi. Sorry. That's the dumbest thing I ever... No. Nobody wants to date you. You're showing that off. You have a memory of her. Get out of here. Okay, take it down a few notches. That's the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) She had this to say about her relationship with Sheila. She's my best friend and... Gross. And first cousin. And she's currently incarcerated for first degree murder. I only stood up for her until the day she pled guilty. She was my best friend. She'll always be my best friend. And I will always love her because you don't turn your back on your family. However, in January of 2020, Alexis lost her battle with drug addiction and died at the age of 23 after a sobriety journey. So now the family is going through that as well. Both Rachel and Sheila are incarcerated at the Lakin Correctional Center in West Virginia. Skylar's parents continue to visit the spot where their daughter's body was found, where there's actually, like, a huge memorial for her. Good. Um, they actively campaign for what they call Skylar's Law. Now, if you remember, we spoke about Amber Alerts yeah. in, in great detail in Jessica Ridgeway. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to go back and listen to those, those are episodes 12 and 13. So, according to Wikipedia... An Amber Alert was not issued in Skylar's disappearance because the circumstances did not meet all four criteria for the Amber Alert to be issued, which is, one, a child is believed to be abducted. Two, the child is under 18. Three, the child may be in danger of death or serious injury. Four, there is sufficient information to be indicated the child alert would be helpful. So here's why. Number one, a child is believed to be abducted. Well, they did not believe that at first. No. Because Skylar willingly got into the car. She was not abducted. She knew these people. Right. Two, the child is 18. Yes, she did qualify that one. Three, the child may be in danger of death or serious injury. We don't know. We don't know who's in the car. Don't know whose car it is. Skylar got into it. Willingly. Willingly. So... Waiting a 48-hour period to elapse before a teenager could be considered missing, a West Virginia state legislator from the Nice family home district introduced a bill called Schuyler's Law to modify the Amber Alert plan. It just is to issue immediate public announcements when any child is reported missing and in danger, regardless of whether the child is to believe kidnapped. So opinion columns appeared in both Western Virginia and national media in support of Schuyler's Law, some of which were also acknowledged criticism and drawbacks of the legislation because everybody's, you can't please everybody. Nope. But on March 27th, 2013, the West Virginia House of Delegates approved Schuyler's Law with a 98 to 0 vote. Nice. So on April 12th, 2013, the West Virginia Senate unanimously passed the law but made minor technical changes to the bill. 
which the House delegates voted to accept on the same day. But um, West Virginia Governor Earl Ray Tomlin signed the legislation legislation into law on May 2013, which I think is a great idea. But then it, it's like you've got the kids who run away or just sneak out. But I think it could have helped in this case. But and but how can you sit here and go, you don't know because you don't know which case you is what? I know. That, we don't. I, we didn't know. Nobody knew in the beginning whether Skylar just was going out for the weekend, yeah. not coming back. Did she run away? Was she actually taken? She wasn't taken then because she got into the car willingly. But what happened after that? Where did she go? Could she have then been taken from wherever she was? Don't know. I also feel like if she did have such a strong media presence, why didn't the cops look at her media? social media before anything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say the cops didn't do their job here, but I, I feel they like did they, they dropped their job. They did, but I just feel but like there's little things that, that they should have just done differently. Yeah. Like verifying Sheila's account. Like that's just rule 101. I mean, you don't just take people's words for it. Yeah, I, they definitely should have. They're like, so I imagine what they were doing was looking at the footage and Sheila's like, no, we dropped her right off at 1130. Okay, so she's already home then. So let's look after that. Yeah. Okay, but verify. You're right there. Yeah. Verify it. Because I feel like this could have been figured out a lot sooner. sooner. Yeah. Because, again, this went on almost a year. Yeah, and I feel almost. like it didn't have to do that. It didn't have to do that. It put this family through hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I want to end this by saying that I went to the Facebook page of Mary Niece. I didn't friend her because that's weird. Weird. But I did scroll through the public posts, and it's really just a shrine memorial for Skylar. Uh, She's also posting about other missing children because advocation for that. Of course. But the outpour of love and support from random people... Holy crow. Just random people. There are random people who are just driving to Brave, Pennsylvania to sit with with where Skylar was. And they're yeah. actually leaving notes on the tree. They'll pin a note to the tree just for Dave and Mary because they show up all the time. So they'll pin a note to the tree just for a note for, for them. As terrible and tragic as this story is and how awful these girls were and are, it kind of does remind you that there are still a lot of really good people in there, this world. Yeah, there are. And sometimes they're few and far between. Yeah. Because sometimes you're just um, meeting these wackadoodles who are out to get you in one way or another. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now. If, you're, if you find yourself in front of a computer and you are torn about whether to look at Sheila's tweets or Mary's Facebook page, choose Mary. Just just choose Mary because I did both. And um, Sheila's made me pissed off. I don't really be pissed off right now. No, no. It just pissed me off. I don't, I didn't, mm-mm. Luckily, I looked at it before I went to Mary's page because once I got to Mary's page, all I did was smile. Good. Like, yeah. she's wishing her daughter a happy birthday in heaven. She's 
advocating for children who are missing so that other families don't have to go through this. She's, you know, I mean, she's also doing normal Facebook stuff. Yeah, yeah. But those are few and far between because most of it is pictures of Skylar. Oh, that makes Memories of Skylar. Um, just anything to, oh, it's, it's so much. It's so much. Did anybody ever talk to Sheila or Rachel's parents and see, like, what the hell right, happened so here? There was one woman specifically in the 2020 video. Um, now I can't remember. I didn't, I didn't write this angle. Um, so I don't remember if she's like an aunt or if she's not related at all, but there's, <laughs> she was around Rachel quite often. Okay. In fact, after Rachel and Sheila killed Skylar, mind you, they did this around the early morning hours, right? Yeah. Right before Rachel was to go to church camp, she had gotten onto like a boat at a lake or something with this woman. And they took a picture. And Rachel's standing there smiling like nothing's wrong. She literally had just killed one of her best friends. How do you do that? Because you're a, what, a psychopath or sociopath or, yeah, a sicko? Something. Something in the paths. She's one of the paths. She's not on the right path. Nope. She's on the wrong She definitely needed to go to that Christian camp. It did nothing for her. No, she, no. It didn't. The Lord did not work her over. No, because... If it did, if that worked, if she got anything out of church camp, she would have came right home and, and she would have, she, she would have confessed. Waited. She wouldn't have waited until she She wouldn't home. have denied. She wouldn't have done any of that. No. She would have came home and went, you know, I did something seriously wrong here and I need, I've gone to church camp and I've repented and I've talked to Jesus about it. Baloney. You didn't, you did not care. You're only going to church camp probably to make your parents happy. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, and I do think, I, th- I think both sets of families are just as distraught that their children could do this because there's nothing that in their past that said that they would. Are but. those types of people born that way? You know, I don't know. I don't know. But if they are, like. Is there a gene that we can screen for to see in the womb? ahead of time just to prepare ourselves i doubt it oh. i doubt it but i think these were just nasty girls so, like this was like the ultimate mean girls like you don't say this was beyond the movie mean girls this is murder girls oh god it's so sickening isn't it so gross um i so do gross. i do have pictures of the girls i even have a picture of the girls together because they were best friends how could they be best friends I think everything just happened when Rachel got him into the photo. I mean. Why? Just because she was well, a lesbian? No, I don't know. And I don't even know if she was a lesbian lesbian. She could have been bi. But um, I just I think she takes drama to a whole nother level. Because I can't yeah. say, though, I can't say for certain that this is just happening when Rachel comes in. Because she... Got stabbed in the leg and was down. And Sheila kept going. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So why was that? What did they do with the knives? 
I don't remember. I want to say they like they ended up changing their clothes right there in the field and I don't remember what oh, they did with them. I don't. So it's sick. so sickening. It's so gross. It's so gross. It is sickening. I wish I had all boys. You've never heard this story? No. Nope. I'm really it. surprised because this mm-hmm. is one that a lot of people know and I wasn't planning on covering it at all, but James wanted to hear it. Nope. I'm really really surprised by that. Me too. No, yeah. I've never heard of Well, I, I started to tell this to... <laughs> I started to tell this to Tara today because I told Tara we were going to record. And so I brought up the picture of the three girls. And for some reason, I was blanking on um, Rachel and Sheila's name because I kept wanting to call them Ashley and Jade. And I'm like, what nope, is happening? Movie. I'm like, what are these? She's like... Is it Rachel and Sheila? And I'm like, how did you know that? Do you know this story? She's like, you titled the image their names. (laughs) I looked up into the corner of my laptop and went, oh. (laughs) I'm an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I would, now that you know this story, though, um, and if I were you, Maybe watch See No Evil or 2020, whatever one you want, and then watch the movie. I mean, like I said, the movie wasn't bad, but it's not how it went down. It's very, it's it's very Hollywood. I feel like I'm going to watch it and like the whole time I'm going to be like, oh, that's, that's not how that happened. And it's going to make me angry. But, not watch it. but take it, no, no, I wouldn't say don't watch it. Just know that it's loosely based on the movie. Loosely. Loosely. <laughs> I really feel like uh, that was very, I love Lucy, like, <gasps> Lucy. What? I, I feel like, what, what's the famous saying from I love Lucy? Isn't there a saying or something? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what something, it is now. Something, Lucy. I don't something, know. something, Lucy. I I don't know. I never really watched I Love Lucy. Did you? Yeah, my mom. My mom's a huge I Love Lucy. Lucy fan. Huge. Um, well, that says nothing. Yeah. Because I don't. Yep. You know. Yep. I don't foresee that she might be a fan of Dumb and Dumber. That <laughs> <might> be... <clears throat> she doesn't listen to this, does she? She doesn't even know how Do to I know. need to edit that out? No. I'm so sorry, woman. <laughs> no. She she texted me the other day and said, oh, my friend says that you have a TikTok. How would I find that? So, no, she's not going to. Oh, so she's like Gable Tosti, who didn't know how to create a Facebook. Yeah. Yep. It literally walks you through the steps. Yes. Search. She was going to our podcast facebook page and she didn't realize she could click on things she she's also the one that commented on our one live video that we did you realize people can see this right it's a live video uh, that it's no, a video we didn't oh my the God. only people who can't see it are blind people <laughs> but they literally don't need to see it because they can hear everything we're saying that's i mean she we did. have a bot yeah, that's she's you know a wonderful person. Is she though? 
I was really trying to be nice just in case. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the one episode she does. <laughs> well, I mean. Well, hot damn. I'm screwed. Well, she probably screwed. didn't like me in the first place, so. But who does she like? It all starts with herself, and I don't even think she and likes her. And ends with herself. Yes. And she doesn't even, it's not even that much she of a like. She don't even like herself. No. no. Well, I don't think she understands herself, so. No. Emery, if you're listening, you know. You know. Though, does he listen? Uh, you know, he's a fan of, of our, everything that we have socially. Yeah. I've never asked him if he actually listened. Yeah, and I don't see um, him, like, interacting. But I think of your brother a lot. That one? Yeah. Your brother? Emery? Yeah, when I file my nails most of the time. But... You do know he's my person, right? He's like, he's my brother. Oh my God, like Meredith and Christina? But he, No, that would be you. But no, it was, it's like, he's like almost like my my father. Like he, like he. Your brother's your father? That's very West Virginia of you. No, but it, it's like. Way to stay in the episode. He's so much older than me that he kind of looked out for me my whole life, you know? Yeah. So like anytime I have a situation or something's bothering me, hey, um, this is what's going on. And most of the time he's like, well, you're dumb. Like, this is, why are you worrying? Like this. I don't have any brothers. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I don't have any brothers. Uh, I do have an older sister who I've, I've talked to. Her. to She's yeah, nice. I've talked to her a lot lately. Uh, but that's besides the point. So I can't talk about brothers or fathers or. I don't really talk to my father. Any of them. I also can't talk about mothers. Uh, you so. Could, you could talk about mom. I love mom. Sage didn't have to I give love... birth to you to be your mom. Yeah, according to Ancestry, she is my mom. Really? Did I not tell you that? No. Ancestry sent me an email telling me that I had a match and it was my mother. And I went, <gasps> I was super excited. And then it came up saying, Tammy Sue. And I went, how is that possible? So I called her immediately. I was like, oh, my God. I was, like, super excited because, you know, the woman that raised me, you know how I feel about that. Um, So I was like, oh, my God, I found my real mom. No, turns out that um, it was just my dad's DNA under the woman's account. So he is your dad. He is my dad. But your mother, the person who raised you refuses to take a DNA, like, anything. Yeah, if y'all have questions about that email us or something and maybe we'll do some sort of discussion on that um but yeah i would need i would need a dna test to see that my mother is the person who raised me but otherwise i'm i'm motherless except for mom who i love dearly and she once sent me a video on tiktok of a squirrel that was just loving and caring for a baby rabbit Oh, my God. And she said to me, she goes, they aren't related by blood either. <laughs> I know. Can somebody do that for me? Yep. Yeah, you you have a mom. Me. Mommy. Dearest. You? No, I'm not no. your mother. Your mom. No, she's not dear. No. Yes. Have you ever seen that movie, Mommy Dearest? It's like a horror movie. Yeah, that's exactly what my life is. <laughs> 
not not on purpose. It just how how it turned out for it's me. It's how the dominoes fell. Yeah, I don't know what I did in a past life to deserve the parents and the childhood and the now that I have. But oh, I, okay. Well, now this is turning into a therapy session. So um, that's something that you might need to talk oh, I to. I like this ring. That's pretty. I think you've had that for a long time, but I'm just really. Did you see that? The squirrel. <laughs> You just changed subjects out of nowhere. I mean, this is turning into a therapy session. And I was going to say this would be a really good time to have Dr. James here. But maybe you and Dr. James should talk about that. I haven't seen James in a very long time. We should all schedule a get together. And you should make your jalapeno pepper chicken, James. Hello? James. You're going to need to make that. Thank you. Thank you. That was a request. Yes. So, all right, guys, we will be back next week with another episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, Maybe go give some love out there for the niece family. Um, She does have a find a grave. I will be. Oh, she does? Yeah. Oh, good. I will be definitely posting that to our website as well. So you can check that out. Nice. Um, for those of you who don't want to go to the website and find it out, just type in Skylar Niece Find a Grave, and usually it's, like, the first one that pops up. Now, can you spell her last name? Is it just, like, a... It's N-E-E-S-E. Okay. So, I mean, you'll be able to see it on the episode title, um, but I will have the Find a Grave on our Facebook... Or, no, on our um, website. Website. Yep. So, yeah, right, go ahead right. and check there. and. Oh, totally fetched. Yeah. So have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye. That's a great story. (laughs) See you next episode.